Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Welcome to episode 40 of Nightlock Podcast, where we cover anything and everything related to the Hunger Games franchise through news stories, book analysis, fan fictions, related music, product reviews, as well as other fun segments. I'm Matt. This is where you come <laughs> <in>. <laughs> I'm Mariah. And I'm Kira. Actually, in the script, it says it's Matt, Kira, then Mariah. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's your fault, Kira. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, usually that's how we go, but I guess it's not a script, by the way. It's an outline. People think we're scripted. We're scripted. No, we're not. A little bit. Totally. We're unscripted. Zing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> zing. Bazinga. I'm saying zing is from Big Brother, but you guys don't watch that, so you don't know that. But anyway. Chill. I think it's so funny when people like say like a zing. diss to yeah. someone. They're like, zing. Burn. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's like the new burn. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm going to use that during the show today. Okay. We'll be looking forward to that. Coming attractions. You zing. Feeling? So we have another packed episode filled with new stories about Jennifer Lawrence, and we're going to be bringing back Dark Duels today, with, along with uh, Chapter 14. Dead by Match, you'll yeah, be hosting. Alright, so Kira, take us away with our pen and post. Take it away, don't take us away. I'm gonna take take us right away. Now. Take me away. Sorry. I like that song. It's a good song. Oh, Probably another band Ryan's like that I like. Zing! <laughs> <laughs> you can't sing it if I just myself. <laughs> no. I'm zinging something that I should have said. Oh, boy. But I have to show you clips of the Zingbot so you actually understand what you're saying. There's a Zingbot? Yes. Oh. And Big Brother, the Zingbot comes in, which actually relates to the Hunger Games because Susan Collins was watching news coverage in Big Brother when she thought of the idea of the Hunger Games because they're all trapped in the house. Mm. Anyway. Whatever. So, okay. Pan and Post, where we update you on most major Hunger Games news stories. Where were you going with that? You just... Oh, just that there's a Zingbot. Okay. <laughs> and you, anyway. Zing! <laughs> keep saying Zing! Alright. <laughs> where we update you on the most major news stories in the Hunger Games franchise. So, the first one is an update um, from a news story we um, shed some light on last episode. Uh, we reported that filming for Catching Fire had wrapped... But, according to Jennifer Lawrence, some additional scenes will be shot in March. She said, quote, we're kind of on a little break. We'll go back and finish principal photography in March sometime, I think. So, um, kind of a side note, but it is good that um, they were able to get more time to film because they, Gary Ross actually backed out of the role as director because he thought he didn't have enough time to do it um, before uh, X-Men had to be shot for, before Jen had to leave, so... Um, when is that starting to shoot? Um, it was supposed to start, like, now-ish, but something happened that... I, I don't really follow the X-Men franchise, but someone backed out, so they're scrambling for a replacement for... I don't know if it's a role or a position or something. So that's okay. it's a little messed up. Um, so the next news story, uh, this is kind of... It doesn't really have to do with the Hunger Games, but um, I thought Jennifer Lawrence won something, so we should include it. Yeah. She won Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical for Silver Linings Playbook at the Golden Globe Awards. I still don't know what that movie's about. It's about... Two, I haven't seen it, but someone told me about, like, it's a guy who is kind of crazy, and he meets Jennifer Lawrence, who's also kind of crazy. Tiffany. Tiffany. So, so they both kind of fall in love. She, um... <laughs> that was she, a good description, Yeah, right? totally. I don't know um, if it was. The... She worked at, uh, whatever the place she worked at, her 
um, husband died, I think. Yeah. And so she's a widow, but she, like, slept with everybody in her office or something. Oh. She's a very dark character. And apparently. the guy, her, who she ends up falling in love with, um, like, he walked Played in. Played by Bradley Cooper. Yes, he walked in. creepy because he's, like, 14 years older than her. Oh, right. It's yeah, creepy. but he walked in on his wife, and so that's why he's single. Because he, like, is really upset and went a little crazy. Because yeah. his wife was sleeping with someone else. Yeah. So, um, so when accepting Did her award... Did you say I hate when that happens? <laughs> yeah, me too, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to me a lot. No, just kidding. Oh, that's so the worst sad. days. <laughs> One of those days where my wife sleeps with someone else. Totally. So when accepting her award, she jokingly said the statue read, I beat Meryl. Um, but the joke backfired on her because people didn't understand the joke. She was, she's kind of a, a movie head and, uh, whatever. So she was quoting the, uh, 1966, 1996 comedy movie, The First Wives Club, but the critics didn't get the joke. Um, so. Well, I thought she just meant I beat Meryl Streep. No, it, she's quoting in the movie, um, another character, like one character says to another, uh, quote, once you were a terrific actress, you even got an Oscar to prove it. Then they look at the Golden Globe statue, or, sorry, just the Golden Statue, and scene saying, and it reads on it, I beat Meryl. So, she was, like, perfect opportunity to say it, like, quoting yeah. the movie, because she, she won a gold statue, and she was up against Meryl Streep, so she thought to quote Wait, the movie. Wait, is that what she said she meant? Yeah, that's what she meant. She even, um... She said that, though. She explained it on SNL, that people thought she was just being like, oh my god, I beat someone, when she was just quoting it. It was a joke. Oh, I thought she was like, I beat Meryl Streep, because Meryl Streep has been winning the... Because it kind of makes sense that way, too. Right, because Meryl Streep is, like, a legend. Yeah, and she's been winning the past, you know, lead female roles. Right, so that, that was what she meant by it, but... And uh, wasn't she running against Meryl? Right. Meryl was, so, Meryl Streep was nominated in wow. the category with her. So Jen Lawrence, that was kind of like, she could have, really I mean, clever. Like, it was clever. Did she mean it in all the ways that it came out? Yes, she meant it by quoting the movie. All right. Okay. She's, she's a huge clever. movie I was gonna, buff. I was okay, J-Lo. No, J-Lo. They call, J-Lo, what are they called? Sound J-Lo. Oh my god. You gotta make sure you differentiate between the two. Mm. Completely different people. J-Lo. That's like Jude Law. <gasps> yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> um, and also, we mentioned last episode, Jennifer Lawrence hosted SNL, as I uh, just said, um, last Saturday, January 19th. But so it wasn't as, that good. It was, yeah, it was horrible. It was, it it was, was bad. really bad. Um, I was not fond of it at all. Yeah, there was a Harim skit, as we predicted. It was atrocious. But it was horrible. Um, basically... Well, we only... Well, I didn't even see it, but we Kira and Matt think it's atrocious because you guys are both really strong fans, so obviously when they say wasps instead of tracker jackers, you're going to get pissed that, off. That's something that I was pissed off as a fan, like a deep fan. <laughs> but <laughs> but like really it just wasn't fan. funny. It wasn't even like... Uh, we'll just... Why don't we just listen to the funny parts and... Then we'll talk about Save it. Save you from the bad part. Yeah. We'll edit those out. And go. Did you have a chance to speak with any of the other competitors after the game? If so, what was their mood? <laughs> They're all dead. Really? All of them? Yes. Is that unusual? <laughs> no, that's how the Hunger Games work. Um, obviously, one of the key moments was when you killed that girl from District 1 with genetically engineered wasps. Uh, can you take us through that? Well, it was pretty basic. I was high up in a tree directly above her. The wasp nest was on a branch. I sawed it off, and the nest landed right on her, just like we drew it up in practice. 
perfect execution. Well, you got to give a lot of credit to the wasps. They were great. Well, well, I mean, there's more to the games than manly aggression or testosterone. Sometimes you have to use your guile and cunning. To paint yourself like a rock? Uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about PEDs, uh, catniss. Uh, have you been using performance enhancement drugs? Absolutely not. Okay, follow up for Peter. Uh, have you been using performance reducing drugs? Uh, there are allegations that you pretended to be in love so you both could win. Uh, how do you address that? You gotta ignore rumors like that. We are totally in love. Really? Why is that so hard to believe? Well, for one, you're so much taller than him. I am not that much taller than him. Well, then stand up. Fine. And I've been standing this whole time. So I thought the uh, the height um, joke was kind of funny and... Um, yeah, you can tell I mean, your enthusiasm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I was Stephen thought. Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny, but I think that was really the only redeeming joke in it or anything. Really? I don't think there were any like huge, huge hits. Like yeah. some skits they do are like hilarious. Like there's a huge hit like every single line they say. That one, it was right. like just a little, you know, here and there. I was like, oh, haha, that's nice. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, comparing it to other Hunger Games skips, I skips <laughs> skits. Um, Sophia, I always say her name wrong. Sophia Vergara. Thank you. Um, what I think when she hosted SNL, she did the Hunger Games skit. That was her. Yeah. When she was out reporting yeah, in the yeah. arena, mm-hmm. that was a funny one. I thought that was that was good. All of her skits are funny. Yeah, and I feel like Jennifer Lawrence just unfortunately didn't get great script writers because obviously she didn't write any of these skits. Yeah. And I th- maybe she was nervous too. That has something to do with it. Like it has to do with like delivery as well. I think she did well with everything she had to work with. Like yeah. um But like we were talking about this after. We said that Jennifer Lawrence is like she has like this natural humor that she doesn't plan what she wants to say. She just says something. It kind of comes out of her com- mouth. It just blurts it out. Yeah. Whereas, She's like a dragon to quote her. <laughs> whereas, like, this was already scripted, and she knew she had to say something funny. I don't think she was comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's, well, that's a really good point. Yeah. Because if you think about it, she, I know she's an actress, and she should be able to do that, but she does all the roles she's played haven't been, like... Been dark. They haven't been, like, comedic roles. She's never started in a comedy. Even though, or, like, isn't Silver Linings playbook a comedic... Right, and she plays a comedy, dark character. But it won for comedy, best right. comedy on the Right, but her character isn't... She's funny in a dark, um, like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's an S. Sarcastic, sorry. Yeah. In a dark, sarcastic way. So she's not like... Yeah, like haha, chuckle funny. That would happen, right. which is like S and S. She's not like Seinfeld or someone. She's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I feel like that's... It was probably because it was so, like... Um, do you agree with me? I agree with yes! you. Yes! Okay. Well, just because I feel like the writers on SNL are, like, writers on SNL for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't think... Like, sometimes they have duds and stuff that they probably anticipate to be funnier, and then it actually ends up being. But I don't think that was the case. Because, I, I mean, it was funny. It did have, like, a... I laughed at, that, like, some of the stuff. That, that's a good point. Like, they're writers on SNL for a reason, because they're funny writers. Yeah, I know. But I sometimes, think over the years, it's gotten... Less funny. Parents, yeah, it's not as good. As parents it used, used to, to say it used to be a lot funnier. Yeah, like you, you look at like old skits on YouTube and stuff. You just you're, you're rolling on the floor laughing literally. Like it's so funny. Like tears are streaming down your face. Funny. That this was to you, just right? yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it was it was okay. But you know, 
Not too I'll impressed. defend SNL because I really like it. <laughs> Um, so our last quick note about Jennifer Lawrence, she's been hogging the spotlight here. Um, she's been nominated for a second Oscar for Best Actress, this time for Silver Linings. So we're excited to see if she'll uh, actually take this one yeah. and win it. So, Well, wait, didn't she win Silver Linings? She won for the Golden Globes, not for the Oscar. She's been nominated uh, for the Oscar. Last week was a big week with her, for her, not with her, for her, um, <laughs> for the People's Choice Awards, Golden Globes, and an Oscar nomination. Okay. <laughs> because you were like, you're like, hopefully she can win that one. And I'm like, well, she No, I mean, I mean, I was saying hopefully she'll win that one because she didn't win the last Oscar. She was nominated for oh, last the Oscar. last this will be the Oscar. first one. I was like, what's the last one she didn't win? Right. I get it now. So this next news story actually has to do with the Hunger Games directly. Um, so Sam Claflin, in a recent interview with Future Radio, gave an inside scoop how Finnick will be transformed to the big screen. So he shed some light on his discussions with director Francis Lawrence. He's the new director for Catching Fire. And as a team, the two of them, they decided they'll have to be cut some of um, Phoenix, like, I don't say backstory, I want to say maybe character traits and some of what goes into what his character. Him? Yeah, like, um, will have to be cut in order to keep it, like, PG-13. Yeah. So, um... All right, what, what is, what of his backstory has to be cut? I'll, I'll answer that question. Okay. Uh, well, not backstory, just... Sorry, quote from uh, Sam Claflin, quote, There are certain aspects you can't include, one being Finnick O'Dare wearing just the net, not covering his crotch. Oh, right. That was something we couldn't, unfortunately, include. But, you know, I'm scantily clad. Hopefully people will still be happy. Um, that's funny. I didn't realize, so, like... So that's it? He's not naked? Is well, that when it? I was reading the well, book... Well, there's, there's more to it, but... Oh, do you want to... No, 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 keep, oh. no, keep talking. When I was reading the book, I didn't imagine with his junk hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it would... Yeah. Because I don't... Well, wasn't the net, like, strategically placed over his crotch? Mm-hmm. So, they re- they could do that for the movie. You cover everything. Yeah. Like, you know, we- yeah. have him wear a Speedo and then cover it up. Like, because that's what like it actually not. is. Can I just yeah. point out that the audience ages range from the ages of, like, ten? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think they will. You want to say the end of that? I actually range from ten. That's on. it. It's <laughs> ten plus. Ten and up. Yeah. Um, so, I Yeah, really I know an eight-year-old who was reading Hunger mm. Games. So. Yeah. But, I mean, I understand why they're doing that, but I feel like they could still get away with it. But, I don't know. We don't know what it's going to turn out to be. It could just be that, that it completely covers all of that. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. So, Francis Lawrence was looking into the future when choosing the actor to portray Finnick. He wasn't just looking at Catching Fire. He was looking at Mockingjay as well. Yeah. Um, and he says, quote, there's a kind of rough-like quality to him in the book, meaning uh, Sam Claflin. This is a quote from uh, Francis Lawrence. And long-term, he's actually an emotional character and a very loyal character and a character who's in love, a character who experienced quite a lot of sadness. And he's he was really able to tap into that, as well as being really charming and sexy and handsome as hell. <laughs> um, so that was an interview with uh, MTV. I so. laugh when it's appropriate. <laughs> So that just kind of um, is showing us that it gives us some more faith for uh, Francis Lawrence as a director because we did lose Gary Ross and so and he's been signed on for the other movies to direct so um, <laughs> even though we haven't seen his work he's he's our director. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. Thanks. Um, and there's another quote here from Francis Lawrence also from um, interview with MTV talking about Hamish and this was interesting because we've talked a lot about P. P- T-S-D. Yes. Especially uh, last chapter, you referenced that. Mm. Um, so I'll just read the quote here from Francis Lawrence yet again. 
Quote, one of the things I really like about this book is you start to see why Hamish is the way he is, why people are the way they are. So he and I did, um, he meaning um, Woody Harrelson, did a fair amount of work in terms of that, in terms of understanding PTSD and how to work with somebody with post-traumatic stress. We also started messing around a lot with some reality humanity in Hamish because he can be quite cynical and sarcastic at times. But there's more to human side of him in this one as well, meaning in this film. Um, so I'm glad that we'll start to see more of Hamish's character instead of just seeing him as like a drunk that we're actually going to start yeah. kind of unpeeling him as a character and getting you like know, an to the... Yeah, yeah <laughs> like exactly. Yep. You <laughs> like an onion. Like Lots of track. layers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> oh, yeah? 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Hamish. I mean, he's personally, like, I feel like he's one of my favorite characters of the book because he's, I don't know. He's just my favorite character, one of my favorite characters. I think I think he's a deep character. You like, know you, what? You find out more and more of why he is the way he is. I think when I first read the book, I, of course, I enjoyed Katniss and Peeta, and that's who I really focused on. But now, going back in and analyzing, I think Haymitch is more important to me. Yeah. And I think after seeing the movie as well, I think he's a better character. Do you find him more interesting, or...? Um, I think I would, yeah, find him more interesting, and... Um, find him more important than I saw him before. Before I was like, okay, whatever, he's just a mentor. But now I see he has much more of a role in the book. All right, Matt, well, that's it for the news. So you can take it away for Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen for Chapter 14 of Catching Fire. Yay, Matt! <laughs> Boom. Okay, yeah. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That wasn't a real thing. Retract my zing. <sighs> okay. So, where we left off with Chapter 13 was they were going on the train to the capital to do the quarter qua. Um, so just to do it. Just get it out of the way. Just do it. Um, basically, this entire chapter consisted of them sitting on the train. And that to be so cynical. Words free. <laughs> words free. <laughs> nice voice crack. Um, the entire chapter is them sitting on the train, Katniss moping about doing Katniss things. Um <laughs> So it starts off by her moping about how she can't say her last words to Prim or to Gail or to her mother and how the Capitol has stricken that away from them because they didn't even get their chance. As soon as they went into the Justice Building, they went straight onto the train. Unlike the last games where she was able to reunite with her family. Not Obviously, reunite, but well, see them and say that. goodbye. Yeah, yeah. So Peter comes up with a suggestion saying that they'll write letters to the family. Um, but Katniss disagrees with that idea. She says that she doesn't want them to read a letter of her coming in a coffin with her dead body as well. Wow. So at this point, is she kind of accepting her death yet again? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm yeah. just wondering. I don't oh, know yeah, if she she's has, like a fighter. Oh, she has no hope in going back. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Just wanted to refresh that. Um, oh, and so she spends the rest of the most, she spends this part of the trainer just trying to let them all go. Say goodbye to her memories of her family and just try to forget about them and just, she makes the reference of like, Opening a bird cage and letting the bird fly away, but closing the gauge, cage so they can't come back in. Hmm. Okay. Which is an interesting comparison. It is. Was yeah. it Especially, it's a metaphor. metaphor. Especially you're saying, like, it's a bird, and obviously... Unless she says like... That's what I was thinking, I just didn't feel like Unless she it. says like your ass, then it's a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going back to the whole uh, bird concept, he covers the book, obviously, and Mockingjay, and the bird is a reoccurring theme, so... It just shows up yet again. It's annoying, and I don't like it. I like, I like, I like I the like bird. That. I didn't how think of that. That is another bird. Yeah, and the covers, like, as, like, Hunter, the first one, compared to the last one, 
and I guess we'll say the middle one, they they get more free throughout. Like, the third, first one is yeah. very confined, the second one is kind of breaking out, and the third one is completely out. And that just shows how they're rebelling the capital and they're escaping. Yeah. Oh, I never noticed so, that. We talked about that episode 10, I want to say. Really? Like 30 episodes ago. <laughs> wow. And we're not, we're, we're not on episode 40. We're not we on episode are. 40. Oh, we are! Yeah, this is episode 40. Welcome to the Nightwalk Podcast! I said it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was funny because it was one of the earlier episodes of Mariah. What did you just say? said silly. Oh. One of the earlier episodes Mariah was on, I said that. She's like, wow, I really, I never realized that. I just said the same exact thing. Wow. Yeah. So they're sitting at Dana. 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 Dana, Katniss, Peta, Hamish, and Effie, and it's completely awkward, and no one's really saying anything, and they're just saying, like, little conversations that quickly die out. And, um,. Peter says, I love your new hair, Effie. And she replies, thank you. I had especially done to match Katniss's pen. I was thinking we might get you a gold, golden ankle band, and we might maybe find him at your gold bracelet or something so we could all look like a team. So, and I think that's her. I, it's just, I don't like, that's annoying. It's just so how she's like. I feel like that's her only way of, like, connecting with them because she really can't understand them on the level of what they're going into emotionally. So she's just kind of trying to, like, comfort them and, like, I'm here for you. That's her way of saying, I'm here for you. You know? That's all she's I don't know. Got. It's just kind of like... She's, she's got her fashion. Just, that's it. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's that. It could be that, but... I mean, uh, what else What else? Would she's she just say? trying to, like... She's just trying to, like... Be a capital person and just try to make it seem like a fun experience. I think she's just trying to make conversation. I think it's, like, really yeah. awkward for her. So she's just kind of like, so, about those bracelets. Yeah. So, like, she keeps bringing it up because it's... Awkward, and, and I, I, I still think or, it's because she wants to show show her loyalty. She could be a conspirator and know that the bracelets mean more, and be like, oh, let's get that symbol hey. out there. <laughs> but I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think she's that smart, but it's a good thought. If yeah. it was another character, I'd be like, yeah, but Effie's yeah. kind of... Yeah. Did see. A little bit. I feel for Effie. Remember, I remember doing one chapter, I don't know what episode it was. We keep being, like, really nostalgic this episode, but yeah. I remember one chapter... <laughs> 40 episodes? I know. But one episode, I was, like, through the eyes of Effie Trinket, and, mm. like, we talked about, like, how she fell and how, like, it sucks to see, like, her people die all the time. Yeah, I remember that conversation, so... Don't. You don't? <laughs> That's because you weren't listening! You don't remember that? Uh, okay, okay. Um, okay. Uh, she's I lying about, about everything. You got the hand down. <laughs> got it. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. Did you ever picture yourself as Katniss? Yeah, yeah, I picture that. You pictured me as Katniss? No, I pictured me as Katniss. <laughs> what is this? I love him. Um, unscripted. She, she um, watches interviews of Katniss. Of Katniss with Josh and Jen. Josh and Jen. During my breaks of studying. Oh my gosh. Okay. Ultimate fans. Um, so they sit and they watch the um, different reapings that happen, as we did with the old games. That's why I just skipped like half the stuff because it's the same stuff that they did mm-hmm. the last games. Right. Um, until they get to District Four, where um, Finnick is chosen for. They're watching the reapings. Yes, yeah, so they're watching the reapings. And Finnick is chosen for District Four, and then um, Katniss, well, Susan Collins describes Annie as a hysterical young woman with flowing brown hair is called from four. Like, what does she mean by hysterical? Like, crying. Hysterically. Yeah, crying. Hysterically crying. Not like, haha, so funny. Like, crying. No, but obviously, but is it because she's won, she won before, it's so is it because, crying. is it because of, like, her experiences prior in her previous games? Because her lover is leaving and he's gonna die. I thought, wait, she was, but Annie, 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 Annie is not mentally stable, though. Right, I know, but. 
if you're... Regardless of if you're mentally stable or not, you're going to be crying if your love's leaving. I thought Annie yeah. got picked, though, and someone... Annie got picked in Mag's... Uh, Mag's... So, is that part of the thing? Yeah. Alright. So, Mag's volunteers for her. And this okay. one is She's replaced right. by a volunteer, an 80-year-old woman who needs a cane to walk to the stage. Interesting. And Mag's has no relation to Annie, right? No. Mag's no, has a relation Mags, to Finnick. Wasn't Mags she his was mentor? Finnick's, uh, mentor. Correct. Right. Okay. Um, the, oh, and then there's... Oh, right, because that's why she's in the pool and able to actually volunteer. Because yeah. she's done that before and she's mentor. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, All gotcha. the... Vic- all the... Getcha, yeah. getcha, getcha. And then there's Johanna Mason. Is how we're saying her name? Johanna. Is this your... I say Johanna. It's fine. It's my code. Um, the only living female victor from District 7. So... Like it's positive for yeah. But in District 7. Okay. I just had to think about that. Mm-hmm. We want to fear his back by pretending to be she was a weakling. And then she used her axe and... Boom. Boom. Kill, kill, kill. Victory. <laughs> you should announce the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> Stop. We go on to... Sorry, this is the whole Katniss Loves Peter thing. Here we go. Um, Katniss Loves Peter. So Peter asks her at the end of while watching other tapes, do you want... Uh, watching the reviews, why don't you get some sleep? And she thinks so because they can't handle the nightmares not without you. Aww. Aww. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it, done it, seen it. <laughs> Been there, done that. And yeah. then, oh, sure enough, she wakes up with nightmares um, of the, the girl from District 4 turning into a large ronit and gnaws on my face. That's nice. <laughs> this is wow. She always has these, like, vivid dreams and yeah. stuff. It's like, and likes to tell us about them. Yeah. She's too connected. That's because she has nothing else to say. Right. Like <laughs> this is what I dreamed about. So I'm eating. I'm really hungry. It's the Hunger Games. I How, how could doing? I make this back home? This dish from the capital it would take me four days to make it. All right. We used we to it. like you, but seriously, this podcast, this is like we a, now hate you. It's like a personal monologue. It's well, yeah. obviously, but monologues are personal. <laughs> that was redundant, Matt. <laughs> Move on. All right. Um, all right. So then she wakes up and she goes into, um, she sees Peter watching the videos from the previous victors. And um, and then they show, then uh, this is the first time, like, she crawls on the couch with him and they show personal affection, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the huggy kissy, whatever. They hug and kiss? Well, she describes it as, You're I wrap my arms tightly around his neck before he can order me to do push-ups or something. Instead, he pulls Wait a minute, is this he was Peter? Peter? This is Peter. Oh, because oh, Peter was getting them all in shape before uh, I was I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Instead, he pulls me in close and buries his face in my hair. Warmth radiates from the spot where his lips just touch my neck, slowly spreading through the rest of me. Uh, <laughs> Alright, I'm starting to get the 50 shades right here. Rest it feels so me. good, so impossibly good that I know I will not be the first to let go. Okay. That's a, that's a nice little tender I really moment. like that. How yeah. could you skip that? Yeah, Matt. They were, like, making out on the couch. They weren't making he out. He was kissing her neck. <laughs> and it wasn't like they were making out. That's it was a big like, deal! <laughs> it was an emotional connection. It was good. It was good. <sighs> okay. So I what know. happens after this tender embrace? Um, then they decide to watch the quarter quile with hit, the quarter quile that Hamish won. Oh, lovely uh, little comedy flick there. Little little chick flick for them to Let's have a make date out night. and watch... And we learn, um, when we get to District 12, we learn the backstory of um, Ma- Macy Donor, who Donner. is Donna, whatever her name is. 
um, and her two closest friends, which happened to be Madge's mother and Katniss's mother. Yeah. And um, we finally realized the reason why Madge's mother lays in bed all day, shutting herself out from the world, who is all... And we actually talked about this. I don't yeah. know when. It was It was a while ago. Yeah. But um, we finally learned that um, Mrs. Undersea does that because she's obviously still mourning the death of her best friend. Right. And so, Even though it's been a it wasn't her best time. friend, it was her sister. Yeah, oh, her it's sister. So, I mean, best friend, sister, same thing. Like, yeah. they were really, really close. And because they were twin sisters, though. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And so, we move on to the, going through the, the rest of the... Wait, so what is, to clarify, because we're doing through the eyes, Katniss, everything, what does Mazzily Donner have to do with Haymitch? I'm getting there. Oh. <laughs> no! No! No? No! Okay, there is no romance going on with them. Yes, there is. I think there is. There isn't. There wasn't They were like any. a friendship, but it's like usually guy-girl friendship. There was an alliance. There was an alliance. Except for you two. Except for Google it. <laughs> 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 that was good. That was a thing. That was a thing. That was a thing. Usually a thing is a diss, but it was still good. It was still good. That was good. Good job. Thanks. You seriously can't Google that. What's one of our highest Google searches related to Nightlog Podcast? Like pure match dating, dating from Nightlog Podcast. What is, why doesn't anyone want to know if I'm dating someone? Okay, what if I was dating Josh Hutcherson? I'm not, but if it was another host, if it was another host, I'm Ryan Josh dating. <laughs> That's funny, just saying it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, going on to the relationship, well, there isn't a relationship with, uh, May, how do you say it, Maisily? Maisily. and Hamish. Um, basically they form an alliance because there are around five tributes left into the games. And, um, they travel to the end of the arena, which happens the to edge. be, the edge, which is, happens to be a cliff full of jag, uh, with jagged rocks. Uh-huh. And um, Maisily decides to break off the alliance because there are only five tributes left, and she doesn't want that to come down to the two of them. Um, so what Hamish discovers is that when he throws, uh, tosses a rock down on the edge of the cliff, it bounces right back up. So there's a force field there. And uh, oh, I need to use this one. And um, eventually Maisily uh, dies, and he holds her hand. When she dies, just as Katniss Helt like was there for real when she ah, died, good no- knowing that uh, because knowing that he was too late to save her, just as Katniss was too late to save Brew. <clears throat> but someone else killed her, not him. To clarify, um, no, what described it is because uh, there was um, you mentioned before we started recording. Yeah. On um, the video, what is it? Oh, Mainstay Pro. Oh, Mainstay Pro. Okay. The way she dies is that. Uh, he arrives only in time to watch the last flock of candy pink birds equipped with long, thin beaks uh, skewer her through the neck. Ooh, yeah. So it's another tribute killing her. No, it's not a tribute. It's, it's a bird. bird. <laughs> birds it's the birds. They're because deadly birds. It's part of the arena that okay. kills her. They're deadly birds. I thought the troops dressed as a bird. <laughs> <laughs> They have some crazy outfits for the cherry rides. I thought maybe they just kept it on. Surprise! <laughs> that's my... That's what I'm a hawk! That's my plan for the Hunger Games. They're just gonna dress as a bird and no one is not gonna stay out of the tree. <laughs> just stay here the whole time. <laughs> you can dress as a rock and be like, PETA. <laughs> <laughs> um, eventually, it's down to the girl from District 1 and Hamish. And after a very bloody battle with, like, Hamish holding his, trying to hold his intestines in, and 
the girl trying to like intestines in yeah like it's a bloody you battle. are skipping over important parts here no it's just <laughs> a bloody battle what am i skipping over she's so all of a sudden he goes from just fighting to his intestines hanging out because well, they're, they're, they're fighting i know but I, okay and they stumble it's not just like a bit oh, sorry it's not just like a cat fight no, it's, it's a uh, I ripped your intestines out. Yeah, like and you better ripped, hold them. You're gonna and lose them. And he ripped out her eye socket. Like her eye. She, you're gonna she, lose those intestines. She has an empty eye socket, so which is lovely to see. Um, and he stumbles back to the edge of the cliff. Um, she throws the axe. It goes over, and while over she, his head, over his head, him. over his head, and off the edge. And she's thinking that she can outlast him until he eventually dies because he's like convulsing on the ground. Yeah. Um, but the axe bounces back up and because of the force field impales her in the head. But, but here's the thing. Alright, so he knew, obviously, that there was a force field and the thing would bounce back up, but he didn't know she was going to throw it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like the force field... Like, yes, the force field... I think he was Wait, wait. (laughs) Yes, the force field helped him win, but, like, really, it was not, like... You know what I mean? Like, he, they make a big deal about, like, I always remember, like, oh, yeah, it's he, because he knew the force field. But that's not really what, like, it was just her. I guess he, I guess he was just hoping that she would throw it. Yeah. Did I, he plan it that way? I, I think, guess so. I think as they were fighting, he kind of, like, tried to migrate over near the force field because he knew he could use it to his advantage. What he would actually do, I feel like, was unclear to him at the time, but he knew he could. it was a tool to him. Yeah. And he didn't quite figure out how he could use it. But, you know, when she threw it, he just, his reaction is to duck, and it kind of went back. So, he knew something about that, um, like, that scenery, like, that area, mm-hmm. that she didn't. So, he had the advantage. Yeah. So, so it he had the home back. field advantage, as they so say. So, it went in, and it came back automatically. It came right. Back really just okay. like, um, like, when Katniss and Peter were sitting on the roof, mm-hmm. um, in the first book. Yeah. And they throw stuff off and yeah. comes and sings back at them. Yeah. Huh. Zings. <laughs> um, Can um, we name this episode? Yeah, Zing. we're naming this episode. <laughs> with an exclamation point. Um, but yeah, so I feel like he just, he knew about it and he was like, I can use that somehow. Yeah. So. Gotcha. And um, <clears throat> so after they finished watching it, Katniss, uh, the end of the chapter just finally realizes that Katniss and Hamid share this really intense connection and how she realizes that the two of them who have caused the capital so much trouble, surely they can think of a way to keep Peter alive in the games. Because that's their ultimate mission right now. Mm. Like, Rue is to Katniss as Maisily Donner is to Hamish. We made that parallel like ten minutes ago. You did? Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh, that's a good connection. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whoops. Whatever, I did it in an uh, analogy. So I use uh, good stuff. Uh, uh. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Alright, so that's it. This chapter, I like how Mainstay Pro, I hinted at it before, um, that they made a video of this for the 50th Hunger Games. <laughs> you can uh, introduce the segment, because you're doing really? it. Really? Alright, alright, we'll change it up, thanks. So Capital you? Opera, which... Um, wow, I don't know this by heart. Um, where we play a song and analyze it through kind of connected to the Hunger Games. Um, you guys can send in your own songs at mouthpodcast.gmail.com. Did, did I do okay? Yeah. Is that pretty much it? Yeah. Yep. Sound good to me. All right, so this is uh, You Found Me by The Fray. I found God on the corner of First and Lamestad, where the West was all but one, all alone. 
smoking his last cigarette I said, where have you been? He said, ask anything Where were you? When everything was falling This song has so many quotes, I could go on and on. Um, <laughs> I'll start out. Um, <laughs> different song. Um, so basically, I connected this to the relationship between Gail and Katniss, and how after Katniss lost her father, she was kind of trying to piece everything together and kind of figure out her life and who she was and everything. And eventually, Gail kind of came into the picture and kind of, kind of put all those pieces back together. And um, So a couple quotes that kind of back up that statement. Uh, where were you when everything was falling apart? When her father died, she wasn't friends with Gail yet. Um, and the part about Katniss kind of missing her father, like, um, all day spent by the phone, I think it something like the phone never rang or something. Um, how, I mean, not that she expected him to come back, but she was kind of, I, I feel like she wasn't waiting for him, but she was kind of, I don't know. In a way, she was waiting, because she doesn't really know what to do with her life anymore without him in it. Um, in the chorus, Lost and Insecure, You Found Me, um, Katniss was obviously not, like, mature. She didn't really know what she was doing when Gail kind of helped her and everything. So, correct. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> what I have is one quote that I realized was at the beginning. Um, I know he, they're talking about God at the beginning, mm-hmm. but um, she said, oh, where have you been? He said, ask anything. Um I related to more of, well, obviously, God's sort of sense of faith and morals. Um, so maybe something to believe in. So I kind of related to, I always related to tributes because I just, they're such intriguing people. Um, <laughs> they're interesting people. Like, what they, they are. It's just through, weird how you is, said it. Yeah. Okay. So like. Wait, tributes? Yeah. I and mean, tributes in general are very interesting people. Like what's going on in their mind? Yeah. Like, so he says, so obviously one of the tributes could say, like, asking where you've been, so, like, where has my faith gone? Like, where have I something I believed in? Like, something I need to believe in? Where has it gone all this time where I needed it? So, that's fine. Okay. I feel like, ask me anything. Here, I'm going to put my right, two cents in. All right. Yeah, usually I don't. I'm right, a breakthrough. I, I feel like, um, ask me anything is, like, um, I don't know. I just thought it, I mean, like, everything's about Katniss and Peter, but I thought about that especially because I feel like in these past few months, there's been, like, almost no communication in between them. And I feel like if they just said what they were feeling, like, how conflicted they were, and, like, kind of, and, well, not necessarily that, but just, you know, like, how we've been tired of, like, hearing Katniss's inner monologue, like, oh, you know, I don't know what to do, my family's gonna die, blah, 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 stuff like that. Like, I feel like if she just talked to that about Peter, because he's probably feeling the same thing. You know, and he feels kind of yeah. like doomed. If they just talked about it with each other, then maybe it would be like a little less. Especially burden. in Mockingjay, after they rescue him and he comes back, like 
he's lost his entire family. Yeah. And she's obviously had a lot of losses in her life. She hasn't lost her family at that point yet. Yeah. But I feel like that, like, they're just moping around District 13. Like, they could be really talking to each other and, yeah. and everything. Well, and he can't talk to her. He wants to kill her. That's yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> she walks in the room. Dang, he, like, dang. Char- he, like, charges at her. Right. Okay. He wants yeah. to rip her throat out. Yeah. Well, she hated she that could, part of the She book. could talk to Finnick. Then maybe not. Finnick's yeah, delusional Finnick. too. Yeah, but yeah. he's more. After he lost he's Annie, trying to kill her. After he lost Annie, Finnick went on like this whole. I need to read the last book again. He didn't lose Annie, but like he was he apart. He was apart from Annie. Right. And I think like the Hunger Games like really freaked him out, and he was he wasn't he wasn't yeah. sane. He lost his sanity. Right, but I feel like they would have all these people would have benefited. I know we've talked about this, like the whole counseling. You know, idea, so but yeah. I think they should she get would, into a group would, and would, have a counseling session every do, once in a while. But I mean, in a way, she has been not in a way, but she has talked to Hamish. Like she's yeah. talked to him. But I feel like there's something like he's Hamish is because they're so alike. He's kind of in the same mindset that she is. Like how to prepare for the game, right. you know, like med- very mechanical med- things and I like have strategizing. To. Is that a str- yeah? yeah. yeah. Strategizing. Thinking the thinking strategically, and I feel like. That's not... She's good at that, but she needs to think emotionally. Katniss yeah, doesn't... Katniss, Katniss probably doesn't... I think she doesn't believe that she has time to feel emotions, or she doesn't have the room for emotions. Well, we have right. to freaking listen to them, so yeah. <laughs> that's annoying. Alright. Oh, book. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, moving on to Dark Duels. Oh, God, I haven't oh, thought Oh, I didn't someone. think of one either. Oh, come on, guys. Alright, I got All right. it. Alright, think about it as I <laughs> intro it. Oh. Alright, ready? Okay. Wait, wait, can it be characters from the 75th quarter club? Anybody in the series. As long as we haven't done them already. Okay. Okay. And as long as it's not the person I picked. I call dibs on my person. Alright. Can we do someone really silly? Alright. Estelle Silly. (laughs) So, Dark Duels, this is our segment where each of us choose a character from the series to put into the arena. We explain why the character we picked would survive against the others. Then you listeners decide who would win by voting on our website, not podcast.com, through our poll um, on our side of the page. Um, so this week we are adding our, well, sorry. So previously we added another element to this where it's timed responses. Each host gets 60 seconds on the clock to give their response. And then we'll have a little rebuttal like- round. So, um, yeah. All right, so Kira. So should I go first? No, just tell everyone... Tell, we all tell who we picked first. Okay. Who'd you pick? I picked BT. Okay. You guys didn't choose that, right? No. Okay, good. Who'd you choose, Matt? Uh, I chose Madge. Okay. Good luck with that. No, you know why I chose Madge. All right. I was going to choose Prim's goat, but instead <laughs> I decided to choose Greasy Say. Oh, all right. Well, let's, see, let's see if I can turn this. All right. Who's going first? Kira you want me to go first? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Oh, we have a list. A little, wow. Yeah. Okay, you stink. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Kira. So, BT. BT. Go. All right. So, he led the rebellion in 75th Hunger Games um, within the arena to, in order for um, the tributes to escape. And, you know, it was his plan to use the wire in order to break the arena barrier, the force field, as we've been calling it and everything. Um in order to escape. Um, he previously won the games, obviously, because he's a victor, because um, he's in the 75th games, and he invents weapons that the, rebe- the rebellion, the rebellions, the, re- the, re- <laughs> the rebels utilize <laughs> to win the war. 
So not only does he survive two games, but also he survives Bizarre. the rebellion. So basically, he's the inventor of the rebellion. He's kind of the inventor behind all of that. Seconds. And um, that's why I think he would win. He would outsmart any tribute. He obviously outsmarted the tributes that he was against in his original games. What about his physical games. abilities? His physical abilities, they're Dang. not quite there, but at the same time, he can outsmart anybody. Right. He, he yeah, but I more. don't think he used brains Three. when he's getting You're not yeah. supposed to interrupt I'm my time. I'm doing All right, this. you're done. He can, I don't That's think he can use argument. his brain power to take someone down who's coming at him with a sword or He can axe. make... He brain can blast. <laughs> Seriously. Like, he can use... What if... No. Kira. Okay, here's my thing. I don't think that... He won the 75th Hunger Games. Is I never act- said he did. No, no, no. no but yes, you, yes did. you did. You were like, and no, he was, he was the- a previous winner of a game. I said he survived two games and no. a rebellion. No, you said. I'm. Just, you said he led the rebellion of the 75th Hunger. You I said, said that. I said with. You I never said he won. Reported. I never said listen he won. Listen back. I will. I will. Say I will. Listen. I said he led the rebels in the 75th games in order to escape. That was my exact words. I have them written on this piece of paper. First line. We'll listen back in a little bit. We'll see, because I'm pretty sure you're like, yeah, he won the 75th Hunger Games with five other people and led the rebellion. And I'm like, no, he did not win. I'm sorry if I did slip that in there. Because he didn't. Because he didn't exactly. <laughs> and even if he did, he won it with five other people. So it's like he right. won won like one fifth of the games. Right, but he he saved all these people. If it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been able to get out because it was his idea with the wire to break the force field in order to get the other tributes down. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt. Are you ready to go? Go. All right. My major reason that I think she would win the Hunger Games is because she is the true mastermind behind behind the entire rebellion when she gave Katniss the Mockingjay pin. I will still go with that because I still believe that. I thought you said Mags. You're going with Madge? Yeah. Um... (laughs) Uh, that's, that's it. it. Oh, she's the mastermind. She's the true mastermind. She didn't even need to give it to her. Rebellion. That's your no, only thing she, going no, down. No, she meant to give it to her. She knew she was doing no. this. No. I still believe that. Arguable. How would she actually want to be Rita, Matt? Like, what skills would she have? 20 seconds. Deception. Wow, that's a fake one. Oh, like brain power is a really big one, too. <laughs> you got brain power and muscles. That's basically what it comes Muscle, down he to. has no damn muscles. I know, but if it's brains versus muscles, brains win. Not when, he's coming, yeah, not when he's coming at you done. with a stinking sword you're or an done. axe. You're not going to use you're your brain to fight behind him. behind you to have it come back at you. Okay, done. what if you're in the middle of the cornucopia and he's, someone's coming at you with he a sword? He would use not his skills, his brain no, skills. He would die. Done. He would die. Done. Against Madge, I don't think so. He could easily kill her off by decepting her, using her own skills against her. And by the way... It's deceiving, not decepting. <laughs> deceiving here. Obviously, I'm not the one with the brain power. What did you just throw? BT is. Okay. Go ahead, Ryan. Mine's out of seated. No, I want to time it. I no, want to time I'll, it. I'll, just make sure I'll we can see you. it. Ready? All right. I'm doing. And I'm Mariah, and I'm doing. You're Greasy Go. Go. All right. So, why I think Greasy Say could possibly win the Hunger Games, or at least beat your two people... Right, um, that's what it comes down to. ...is she's crafty. She's a crafty woman. First of all, she can make soup for herself out of gross stuff like rats or something that like that. Katniss had to hunt in order to get just... Um, whatever. Um, she can, but that means she's crafty, so she can make food for herself, which is really important in the game. But she needs someone to give her the hey, food. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, <laughs> second of all, 
she okay, Matt? Um, she is able to um stay undercover, so like avoid people and stuff like that. Which she wanted to. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say under she, the radar. Under the radar, I guess. And she was all. She's older, so fifty she, seconds. People won't think. 50 seconds? 15. Oh, that's not, no, that's not fair. Okay, anyway, she's really important because she can make food for herself, and she can also, um, she isn't, like, a conspicuous competitor, and she is also, what, there was one other thing. What was it? Oh, What's up? No. She can bargain. She can bargain <laughs> okay, and sell stuff. Bargain. That's what I'm saying. Like, she can sell stuff. She probably will find stuff that she will give to the career. She, she could be a career if she wanted to. Right. Because as long as she got the stuff she needed, she could bargain for it. You're welcome. Wow. Yeah, you did a good job with that. I wouldn't have Thank asked you. I wouldn't have been able to come up with that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It but was be, I still think uh, BT would be. I think Prince them. Goat would want it. He <laughs> <laughs> can make milk for him because no one would think he was a Prince. Prince would have made soup out of Prince Goat. He's, <laughs> but he would have been able to make milk for himself. It's a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's a girl. Lady. Lady. <laughs> the goat's name is Lady. She would have been able yeah. to make milk for herself. So you can vote on your favorite host. I mean, favorite. Character on the podcast. Favorite host. host. <laughs> See how they slip that in there. Alright. Um, yeah, we should do that one time. Do a Dark Duels of no, Us characters. No, because no one's going to like me. Everyone's going to like you too because they think you're dating and I'm going to be with Josh. No. We have the Starcross Lovers thing going on, Matt. Yes, and I'll be oh, in really? <laughs> You'll be in Someone's stupid. <laughs> I don't want to be. You'll be like Finnick, the awkward third wheel. Yeah. Um, Howdy, what's going on? <laughs> I have a love somewhere. I just somewhere. can't find him. Her. Her. Whatever. Okay, Shipping on. is gay, okay. Alright. So that's Dark Duel. So yeah. Wrap up the show. You can email us with any comments in this episode of previous <coughs> ones. You know, nilepodcastgmail.com. You also know our Facebook or Twitter, iTunes, Facebook at Facebook.com hey, slash nightlockpodcast, Twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. Um, and we're just on iTunes. We always love reading those. It's great to um, see that you guys we are still getting new subscribers. That's awesome. Um, and also, to keep updated on everything, if you don't follow us on Twitter or Facebook or you don't have those because you're younger or whatever, um, you can sign up for our email alerts when episodes are uploaded and other announcements we put on the website. Instead of checking the website all the time, you just get a little little uh, email from us. So just go to nightlockpodcast.com on the right side bar. So box, you can insert your email address and get all signed up for that. So, um, thanks guys for listening and, uh, I think that was a good, good episode 40. Oh my god. Solid. 4 Done. 10 right. more to go. No recommendations? 10 more to go, yeah. Oh, yeah, we haven't done that in a while. I'm gonna say... You wanna say the book you just read? Kind of. Uh, yes. I will recommend, this is Mariah, and I'm recommending Night Circus. <laughs> Why do you keep announcing yourself on the episode? Like, you've never done that before. Have I? Uh, whatever. Okay. I'm recommending <laughs> Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Morgenstern, yeah, I think. Um, so, anyways, I'm recommending this for, basically, because I kind of assume that if you've read The Hunger Games, you've probably read Night Circus, because it's in the same genre, and it comes up on, like, Amazon, oh, people who read this read this. Right. So, like, most of you have probably already read it, but if you're on the fence about reading like I was, um, I would say absolutely read it. It's a really unique story, and on top of it being unique, it is also really well described. Um, Aaron Morgan Stern, uh, her description of the circus is so unique and so, like, original, um, original and amazing that it's worth reading just because of her descriptions. Whether you like the story or not, and the characters, even though there is a love story in there, 
for how, those. How old are the characters? Um, actually, it won. I think it won. No, no, no. Just kidding. Anyways, um, it the characters go from like when they're really young and they go till about like thirty or something like that. So it ranges over like they're kind of kind of like their lifetime, basically. So it's the same characters aging. It's not that there's yes. a ton of characters with different ages. No, no, no. Okay, it's aging. a bunch of characters okay. aging. But I'm gonna say that most of them end up being like young or adults. Okay. But like in their twenties and thirties. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading it. Our book club read it. Um, I wasn't able to go because I didn't read the book. But, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah, that's all right. It's definitely good. It is a long read, though. Yeah. I read it on my Kindle, so I'm not sure how many pages, but it's good. Look into it. If you're on the fence, read it. Nice circus. Yeah. Awesome. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time on Night Love Podcast. All right. Bye. This is... Well, I don't care if people know. That's dumb. I do. Um, I'm professional. Totally not. I'm going to exile you. <laughs> I'm out. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Did you hear that? She sounded like, like a drum. Like, <laughs> I'm so, dumb. We must repeat ourselves a lot. No, this is a really bad episode. It's midterms. I, I can't focus. That's okay. I can't. It's a weekend, man. Okay, well, you had one exam, and it was and an it was, easy exam. Yeah. I spent my entire day writing essays. I bring notes to it. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yeah. I have a bruiser. Um, he does not kill her. I have a bruiser. Uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> pushing his elbow. I don't know what you're saying. Oh, um, I'm overtired. Alright. It's exam week. Alright, so. I like how Mainstay Pro, I hinted at it before, um, that they made a video of this of the 50th Hunger Games. They made a video of this for the 50th Hunger Games. <laughs> You, you hit it, so I was like, all right, I'll just repeat it so I can edit it out. Oh, my I mind just re- went I didn't there. I realize that you, you just like, you said it, and then you said it. Yeah, and I paused, because I was like, all right, I'll edit this portion out, and then I'll go You again. said it, like, exactly the I same know. thing. I know, wasn't it great? That was kind of awesome. That yeah. was kind of awesome. That was kind of awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, they straight. Get them out of here. Um, do they really spell that? Yeah. Because I haven't washed these socks in a really long time. Oh, boy. That's because they're aloe, and they're special. Oh, they're diffusing. It's the smells diffusing into the room. Thanks. She's just trying to diffuse the tension. Ah. With my socks. I actually watched Here's part that. of that movie.
And I stopped. Are you okay? You know what movie I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Which one? Harry Potter. You watched part of it. You watched the entire thing. You mean no. like recently? Yeah. Oh, you gotta say that. You're doing, here's Matt, and he's doing, oh, Matt. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> What, what are you, are you doing? trying to say? Oh, oh. I'm trying to figure out who you're doing. I know. Magic. It was magic. Okay. <laughs>